liberty lockdown please scan your barcode your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold where did it come from and where did it go it requires a fight not tweeting from your phone don't need a king get him off the fucking throne if you're riding with the thought you've always got a home the virus is scared of will come and it'll go the government knows this don't get treated like a hoe Welcome, everybody, to another live stream edition of Liberty Lockdown. I am thrilled to have this guy on today. You know him. You love him. He's on the grind. He's prime time. I'll bring him in in just a second. Uh, but before I do, I want to thank our sponsor for tonight's show, and that is Expat Money Summit. They're an upcoming online summit by my friend, Mikkel Thorup. He's been on the show uh, over at expatmoney.com with over 30 experts who are focused on moving your life, business, and wealth offshore. It's free to attend. Expatmoneysummit.com. Reclaim your freedom from chaos and uncertainty. Topics will include how to secure your own plan B safe haven, how to use foreign currencies, offshore banking, and decentralized finance to safeguard your money, how to legally reduce your tax burden, how and where to safely store gold, silver, and other precious metals, where the best countries are in the world to find freedom for yourself and your family, how you can get a second passport to travel the globe without restrictions and get in and out of different countries' borders. You'll also learn about a libertarian island haven, private cities, communities on the ocean, and food and energy independent towns in Latin America. May want to avoid Mexico. It's getting a little spicy right now, but there's other options. Register now for free at expatmoneysummit.com. This is your way to fight back against what is happening in the world. Stand up, protect yourself, and find out how to secure your new life abroad. Again, it costs you nothing, and guess who's going to be a speaker at it? The great Ron Paul, expatmoneysummit.com. And without further ado, the man of the hour, the legend himself, he is always on the grind. It's Mr. Alex Stein. Wow, wait, that's too nice. Okay, Clint, but you're just talking that ad read. What is wrong with Mexico? I was just having an argument with somebody. I was like, you know, they said they want to go move to Georgia, not the state, but in Eastern Europe. Right. They said that's the place to go. So you you heard of going to Georgia? I was like, what, I what ever happened to going to Mexico? Yeah, well, apparently, like, Eastern Europe kind of has this, I mean, not everywhere, obviously, but there's a few super based, uh, you know, presidents or yeah. leaders of these different countries, and they're really honoring uh, people's liberty in a way that you're not seeing in much of the Western world anymore. So it's wild, dude. I mean, honestly, I, I know a ton of people that have expatriated to Mexico and and they've had really good experiences, but the uh, the cartels are in a full on firefight with the police, like all throughout Mexico. Right? Yeah, now. yeah. Did you see that Sonola cartel just killed the newest police chief in Sonola? Like he was on he was on the job for four hours. Went yeah, to yeah. have you know went to a restaurant his first day of work. So I don't get that. I mean, I, I like I, the 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 fentanyl that's coming through the border and stuff. I get that. Like that's terrible. But I wonder why in Mexico. I always say you could pay the cops off. You know, why do you have to kill them? You know, I guess maybe there's just some cops that are actually trying to do good work. I, I thought you just give them I, some I money. I think that's the problem. Exactly. Uh, is that uh, some of these cops tried to go after uh, one of the. I don't know if it was a Sicario or one of the kingpins of one of the cartels. And you just don't fucking do that. And they did. Yeah. And now it's war. So anyways, starting off with the most important question. Alex, is it crystal meth or cocaine that keeps you so fucking pumped up all the time? Because I, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> honestly, you know, I, I actually wouldn't mind doing a little crystal meth. But honestly, I I uh, I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm actually totally sober. That's what people don't want to believe. They don't want to believe that I'm actually sober. But, you know, to be honest, well, I'm joking, though, about the crystal meth, though, but I don't know about you. I mean, everybody's experimented with some drugs. When I'm on uppers, I get, like, locked up. You know, like Adderall. <laughs> I hated taking Adderall. I couldn't be my I – I can't hardly talk. I'm like a dinosaur, you know, like <laughs> – yeah, I can't hardly uh, function when I'm on uppers. <laughs> you do, no, you do not, not need uppers. 
No, do you ever I get don't, tired? But... Do you sleep? I don't know. I don't understand how you function. Dude, Clint, come on. What are you talking about, dude? I'm a nap queen. I'm a napping <laughs> all, right, all right, day long. Right. Um, not all day long, but yeah. I uh, I get kind of grumpy if I don't get to take a nap at some point in the day. What about you? You don't nap? Do you not nap? Oh uh, No, I don't nap, but I sleep like yeah. nine hours a night. So I, But you, you know. don't nap at all. See, that's my favorite yeah. thing to do. Like, like, I probably, you're right, though. When you sleep, I probably only sleep like six hours. I usually go to bed around like midnight, 11, and wake up around 6 a.m. And I'm usually up. And then I'll do some stuff or whatever. And then like, if I can, if I can, and it messes up my sleep, I try to get like a nap around five or six. Sometimes I can't, I don't nap every single day, but that's what I like. Like on a weekend, dude, on a Saturday afternoon, nothing I like more than taking a nap on Saturday oh, yeah, for yeah. me. Pa- yeah. Passing out, watching the Chargers game. Nothing better. Um, so what's well, your, speaking what... of, well, no, let's talk about football real quick. I know I, the Cowboys so... are going to suck. Well, the Cowboys are going to suck this year, like usual. Uh, but you're, you're a Chargers fan. I was just watching, you know. Dude, that the Chargers team, what's funny you just say the Chargers. I was just watching this LaDainian Tomlinson when they had Drew Brees. They should have won the Super Bowl. What year was that? Like 20, 2006 07, or something 08, like that? 09, oh, so... we, were, we were solid. Dude, they had such a good team. They had Drew Brees and all those wide receivers. It was just, I just saw something on YouTube. Because, you know, I always get, like, uh, recommended, like, uh, football highlights. And it was uh, LaDainian yeah. Tomlinson. It's funny. I didn't realize you are a Chargers fan. But, man, I can't believe none of those teams ever won a Super Bowl. They were really we good. Got, we got so close, man. Uh, it was I think it was 2009 was the year that LaDainian Tomlinson goes down with a ACL, like, right before the playoffs. Uh, we have this miraculous with our running, our, our back. They were 13 back. and three, right? Weren't yeah, they 13 yeah, and three? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or 13 and three or 14 and two. I don't know. Or something. Anyways, yeah, 14, I think it was 14 and two, actually. Yeah, yeah they I were, think they, they were absolute juggernauts. And and then before the AFC championship game, uh, the so the divisional round playoff, Rivers, this is Rivers now because we just moved on okay. from Breeze. Rivers tears his ACL. He plays on a torn ACL against Tom Brady oh, yeah, I remember in his that prime. Game. And it was still like a touchdown game. Unbelievable that that we didn't want a uh, Super Bowl during that period. But I think Herbert's going to bring us to the promised land. That's my honest opinion. He's really good. But, dude, the Cowboys suck. I mean, I don't want to sit here and talk about football all day long, but it's been 26 years. I just did a guy, Will Kane. You know, he has a show on Fox News. Okay, but Will Kane is a huge Cowboys fan. That's where he kind of got his, like, known for was arguing with uh, Stephen A. Smith on what – not pardon the interruption, but what is that show called? I forget what the show's called. Uh, Yeah, the Um, morning one. I forget. Whatever one where Stephen A. Smith just yelling the whole time, acting insane. But dude, we were but he's a huge Cowboys fan. We were both talking about it. It's like, man, the Cowboys have changed coaches so many times. They've changed, you know, every position, every, you know, like from Tony Romo to Dak Prescott to yada yada yada. And it's the Joneses, dude. The Jerry Jones is the reason why. I mean, he fired Jimmy Johnson after he won a Super Bowl. So I just don't think the Cowboys will ever win one. Why the Joneses are still in charge. I was just gonna say, as as long as Jones is in charge, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, so what's your what's your career trajectory? Are you gonna be the next Alex Jones or the next Tucker Carlson? Because I, I feel like it's it's one or the other. Well, you know that I'm the love child of both. You know that Tucker <laughs> oh, Carlson yeah, is my biological father and he impregnated Alex Jones. I came out of <laughs> Alex Jones's butthole. No, I don't know. No, you don't Ka- honestly Kathy don't. Griffin believes that. So. She does believe that, but she's insane. She's cutting off the president's head and posing with it on Vogue magazine or whatever that is. No, it's funny. That's actually a really good question. That's a, that, and, and I like that um, only in, in this sense. is like, so, you know, I'm talking with some media networks. I don't even want to make the announcement yet, but I am going to have a talk show, a unique talk show. And I think that, you know, that that is like where I'll have success. But at the same time, it's funny you, you mentioned Alex Jones and Tucker Carlson is that I have to be careful now. I'm actually about to take my Conspiracy Castle channel off of YouTube because, you know, the censorship's so hardcore. I'm about to put it behind a paywall. My point being is like, because of what happened to Alex Jones, I don't know if you can be Alex Jones. And I I, agree, obviously... Yeah. 
obviously I'd love to be Tucker Carlson, but I think that if I was Tucker Carlson right now, and this is just me, if I was Tucker, I would run for president probably. So I kind of want to, I wouldn't mind becoming well-known as a broadcaster, hopefully God willing, and then actually becoming a politician. And I know all politicians suck, but yeah, I mean, I don't know why not. I think that would be kind of awesome to be a politician person. I would, I would love to see you in there. I I am disappointed to hear that that uh, the conspiracy castle has to be put on the shelf for a little while, but I totally understand why. Um, it, it, is the is it is it ever going to come back? I, I would assume. Not. Yeah, I mean, yo, yeah, no, no, no. I think I'll do some episodes behind the paywall. I just don't know. Okay, I might I might put it on uh, censored. I might put it on. I, there's a couple of different places that I can I can move it to. I'm just saying, dude. With with YouTube now, my Alex Stein channel right. where I do a lot of the culture jamming that that channel has like 230 thousand subscribers, and I'm pretty careful about that. So the problem is, is like you get banned from one channel, you can lose all your channels. So I'm just kind of I just need to be extra careful. And and when I sign this deal. I'm going to be doing it for a media company. So I don't want to like risk that show getting uh messed with course, because you yeah. can't, like I'm saying, the, my point being is like, I can't really make new conspiracy castle episodes. And dude, I, I interviewed Nick Fuentes, man. And everybody went insane. I, I And I like Nick personally, but you know, people just dude, Oh my gosh. Now I'm a fascist. I'm a racist. I'm a Nazi. And I already was all that stuff, but now it's confirmed because I had Nick Fuentes on my <laughs> podcast. So right, you right, can't right. even, and I would necessarily, I, I would, you know, I, I would entertain like talking to Nick anytime because I think he's interesting. I think he's a young man, but it just sucks. It's like, dude, this day and age, everybody's ultra sensitive and politically correct. You can't even have, I feel like I should have be able to have conversations with a black supremacist, with with like, you know, an evil person, with a jihadi terrorist, you know? Yeah. But, um, but no, they don't want to have it. You have to be, everything has to uh, go according to the terms of service and community guidelines. And uh, that's kind of the where it's going. It's it's really problematic, and I use that word knowing that the uh, social justice warriors are known for for using it. But it's just so true, man. Like if if I would like to talk to people that have completely 180 degree different viewpoints from me, yeah. um, and in fact, I got you know you you're getting the heat for uh, talking to Nick. I've I've gotten written up because I've talked to Ryan Dawson. Of course, um, Ryan yeah. was kind of the before Nick, you know, and and I've talked to Ryan. I didn't really get much heat for going on the Four Horsemen, but yeah, I mean, yeah, dude, Ryan Dawson, he's persona non grata as well. They hate him. Yeah, it's wild, and uh, so much so that they tried to use me being a speaker at uh, at Freedom Fest in Las Vegas, and the fact that I had had Ryan on my show before and that I had been on his. They then tried to connect me through Dave Smith to the Mises Caucus all the way up to Andrew Yang, who was a speaker at Freedom Fest, to say that Andrew Yang was speaking at an event hosted by people who have been affiliated by people that are considered you know, like Oh, yeah, I mean, because they're connecting the dots. Well, that's the real. That's people want to talk about QAnon, and QAnon is obviously very stupid. They think JFK Jr. is coming back, but that's dumb. But the worst is even worse than QAnon is Blueanon. All of these, yeah, you know, bro. Russia hoaxes, all these, all these uh, liberal conspiracies that Trump has the nuclear codes, and that oh, he was gonna, you know, violate our. Uh, you know, our, our national security with some classified documents. Yet they're not freaking going investigating a Hunter Biden. They didn't investigate no. Hillary Clinton. So it's no. like, dude, give me a break. They, they, they well, made no, us no, way more fa- vulnerable. In fairness, they investigated Hillary Clinton. And then uh, I think it was Comey who concluded no uh, prosecutor in, in his, you know, right mind or whatever would bring charges against her. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot would actually for acid washing 33,000 emails. So this is the crazy thing. They spy on Trump's campaign 
in 2015. They basically spy and uh, undermine him for an entire five-year period, and then they accuse him of being a spy. I mean, that's really what they're they're pushing, at least the, the according espionage to Wapo, act. espionage. He, yeah. It, didn't he sign the Espionage Act into place, I believe? Or he's the one that, oh, that no, I guess, I bumped know. up the – or I think he, like, bumped up the uh, penalty for it. I mean, come on, dude. Trump is not a spy. He's eating Big Macs and drinking Diet Coke. Like, he's not <laughs> they a said, spy. But they he said he was a flight risk. I was like, I was like, he's, like, the most famous person on the, on the planet. You think that he's going to be able to not – Well, know, you know his son – yeah, but Jared Kushner, even admits Jared Kushner was more loyal to Israel than the United States. So if he's giving anybody secrets, maybe he would sell us out. And I, and I love Trump. I think I really respect him for, you know, putting in the justices that overturned Roe versus Wade. But at the same time, everybody's got a price. Trump has got a price. Biden's got a price. I This is the tinfoil hat. And I was just talking about this earlier. And this is the conspiracy. I mean, is I think they got dirt on everybody. They got dirt on Hillary. But I think that they kind of laid the groundwork that they can uh, raid a president. Because I think that if Joe Biden doesn't say, I want to be a lame duck and say, oh, well, I did my four years. I got my Inflation Reduction Act passed. I'm just going to take this one off. I think Obama and the DNC might actually do a humiliation ritual and investigate Hunter and say, well, you know, he did these illegal business dealings with Burisma. He did this. Because, dude, it would be so easy be so easy to investigate Hunter and convict Hunter for, you know, illegal business dealings. They basically already do. They just let him get away with it. Right. Uh, I mean, they've had his laptop for two years now and they haven't done anything with it. And it's the same thing with the Epstein uh, client list. And I think this is what, um, you know, has galvanized the, you know, both the libertarian as well as the conservative side in, in realizing that we no longer have a, an equal playing field when it comes to justice in this country. And, and I don't know how it gets remedied. I mean, ultimately, I think that that if if the right wing wants to do what's necessary to fight back, they're going to have to get on board with abolishing the FBI at a minimum. And and I I know that's a very extreme thing to say, and that's a, definitely a, a libertarian fever dream. But am I wrong that it ought to be? No, dude. If I if we're talking about being a politician, the first thing I would do is disband the CIA and defund the FBI. I mean, that would be the first oh thing. Oh my god! And, you have my vote, well, Alex. Well, and, and but now, you know, now you're like, oh, well, people have been kind of radicalized to be anti-FBI. But then you have these fucking losers like Dan Crenshaw saying, oh, Liz Cheney's really good. Uh, you know, Liz Cheney's really good. And the FBI, it'd be crazy to de defund the FBI. Yeah, dude, all you got to do is look at the Iran-Contra, the CIA trading drugs with Nicaraguans and then basically giving those to Freeway Ricky Ross and then starting the cocaine wars in uh, Miami, all being flown in by Barry Seal through um amina arkansas so it's like dude these alphabet agencies they don't have our they don't have our backs as a matter of fact they're being like weaponized uh to go against the american citizens under the guys that were all domestic terrorists now yeah well and this was a a commonly accepted premise uh amongst the left wing for my entire childhood it was like we all know what they did to martin luther king jr we know what mm -hmm. they did to malcolm x that like like their history is is going after political dissidents, but now it has shifted where they're going after po political distance uh, dissidents on the right. And it's like, all right, well, then we have a bipartisan moment here. Like everybody should be on board unless you're, you know, in an, in a perfect alignment with whatever the uh, the current establishment wants in terms of narrative control. Uh, you're going to ultimately run afoul of the FBI so much so that they've now created an entire list where if you have you know, uh, revolutionary war paraphernalia. If you have yeah. the Gadsden flag. Betsy Ross flag, Gadsden yeah, flag. Yeah, dude. I mean, come on. Like that, that makes you a potential domestic violent extremist. Like what are we even fucking talking about?
Yeah, but these are the same people on the left in 2008 during Occupy Wall Street that were against big banks, that were against big pharma, that was against the multinational right. corporations. And now they all cheerlead for it. They cheerlead for the establishment. I mean, everybody uses that same corny joke, but it used to be rage against the machine. Now it's rage for the machine. I mean, that's really where we're at. And I think that's like a big indication of the political correctness. In the 90s, we were like politically incorrect. You had Don't Be a Menace by Drinking Your Juice in the Hood. I remember that was my favorite movie as a kid with the Wayans, brother. And that was like... Yeah, yeah. Making you know now you can even make that movie even the no office no I'm saying even the office it, it, that yeah. was you know as mainstream as it gets in the first episode they talk about the how Chris Rock had a joke about how like black people are different than the n words you know and, and Michael Scott says the n word and, and retells that joke in the first episode in this day and age you couldn't do that bit he couldn't do a retelling of Chris and and as a matter of fact that famous bit from Chris Rock he's walked that back and said that like oh he didn't you know. So, dude, these these people that were comedians that were edgy, now that's all gone away. And now it's literally just like political correctness, social justice, progressivism. We love the system. You know, uh, what, you know, vaccinate me harder, whatever you want to say. It's always literally like they just whatever the TV tells these people they're going to do. And I just can't believe everybody's so easily convinced. Well, don't don't worry, Alex, because uh We'll just get a bunch of Republicans in there, and everything will be fixed. Let's uh, let's get a Fair quote. right. See, that's Let why I, that's why I have so many libertarian views because literally, oh, I know. dude, the, the people on the right are the worst too. I mean, I don't know if they're as bad as the left, but I mean, like I just was calling out Dan Crenshaw. You talk about the eighty billion dollars to Ukraine. Dude, we have serious issues here in America. We have so we have people that are struggling. Gas is through the roof, and these people don't want to help build up America. They're putting America last, and that's like that's a lot of the people on the right. That are doing. I know. It. These people, I know. These people. I mean, Donald Trump was the biggest uh, salesman for Johnson and Johnson and Pfizer and Moderna they've ever had. There you go. And uh, I just wanted to bring up a quote from from our savior Dan Crenshaw. He says, "I'm impressed Democrats finally got us to say defund the FBI." That makes you look unserious when you start talking like that. So, do you feel unserious talking like that, Alex? Yeah, of course not. But this is the same guy that lost his eye in the military that wants to kick out people of the, from the National Guard and military if they're not, you know, uh, inoculated. And then on top of that, dude, you know, you would think now obviously there's great guys like Ron and Rand Paul that are anti-war. But you would think that if you went to war and you lost your eyeball, you would be a little anti-war, right? You know, yeah. instead of being like pro war machine. And I, the reason why I think that is, it has a lot to do with the pandemic is now that the pandemic and the CDC is changing their guidelines. stuff, People are getting sad. People like the pandemic because misery loves company. They don't want to see mm -hmm. people come out of it. They don't want to see people happy. They want people to be in their negative vibrational state. And I think that's kind of the same with the people that are in the military. They either like you hate the military after serving in it, or you want other people to have to go through that same hell that you went through. And I think right. Dan Crenshaw is a perfect example of that, where he knows war is not good. He lost his eyeball because of it. And he's just, you know, violating so many young people by sending them to fight wars that don't benefit the American people. No, I, I'm, I'm tremendously hopeful, uh, largely because of people like you that are, are willing to call out the bad actors within the conservative movement. And I think that he's very high on my list. Uh, you know, there's a handful of, of Republicans that I do have some level of trust in. Obviously, Thomas Massey being at the top of that list yeah. to a lesser extent. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, like basically everyone that the media says is the devil. I'm like, all right, yeah, those people are pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, Marjorie's cool because she's a mom, and I, I actually kind of like the vibe of the moms. Even Lauren Boeber, like she's kind of crazy. But I, I, my point being is like they, they've they've whatever. Uh, how do I say this? They've masculinized all the women. They've feminized all the men. 
So now we need kind of strong women to stand up to the liberal world order because they can't handle that. Like that, I just think that's like one of the, they can deal with all the Dan Crenshaw's. They can kind of deal with like the Rand Paul's, but when they have the woman that's going psycho mode, the mama bear mode, you know, that is like, it kind of goes against the left because they're so like uh, feministic. So Mm. I don't know. I I just think that kind of is, we need, it sounds whatever. This sounds like a, a, a simp life. And I am a simp. Is we kind of need women to bail us out of this, not Hillary Clinton, but women that care about our country. Because <laughs> the left can just say every white guy is a racist, bigot, homophobe, transphobe. Right. And, but it's hard to do that to these uh, moms out there. Well, right hey, there. come on, mama bears. We're going to need you. Uh, speaking of the FBI, I want to play this for you. This is Matt Gates. I think it was yesterday. Uh, but before so, you play it, though, oh, you know, this is an embedded video from Lenny Dykstra. Lenny Dykstra is the best. He's a Hall of Fame baseball player. I don't know if you're that familiar with his career. Oh, he yeah, used to go on the, yeah. He used to go on the Howard Stern show and stuff. But I'm just saying Lenny Dykstra is so cool. And now he's all political. Uh, he's just the man. So I, I did, it's just <laughs> funny because this is somebody that embedded his video, but he's the original poster of this. All right. So well, then cool. sh- shout out to Lenny. My bad for yeah. not getting the original. But check this out. This is why. Oh, who cares? No. To clear those matters up. May, may I you say made, um, made, you, one little reported facet of my case is one of the federal agents involved in, in one of the operations against me said that they intended to plant child porn in my husband's computer. This is the FBI. There's been a case um, that's currently in litigation unrelated in which an FBI agent has testified that they did that. They have done that. It was not accomplished in my case. I guess the the curtain was drawn on that facet of the operation prior to them doing it but imagine how you ever get out of that how you they they knew we had a young daughter at home and had allegedly conspired to do that or two oh boy so that's not that's not surprising me at all that they put their thumb on the scale i mean they they did it to alex jones too you know supposedly somebody sent him child porn or something and and he you know admitted that it happened and now the media runs it like he's you know had child porn uh so yeah i mean dude if They'll you do that in the, two uh, seconds. The, the brother of the Las Vegas shooter, he comes out and he says, uh, you know, my brother wouldn't have done this. Like, this is this is bullshit. Stephen Paddock's ne- brother. Yeah, yeah. The next day, he gets popped for, uh, for a child born on his computer. And I was like... Well, that, the Las Vegas thing was insane. I mean, we can only say so much on YouTube, but I'm actually yeah. going to Vegas uh, this week, and I plan on speaking at a meeting, and somebody's like, you should bring up Stephen Paddock. And I was thinking of maybe kind of doing like a le- leaving Las Vegas character where I like pretend like I'm shit-faced and I lost everything, and I'll be like, my uncle Stephen Paddock. But then I think I'd be <laughs> investigated by the FBI. If I said that, I might actually get investigated. So... I might leave Stephen Paddock out of my speech this time. <laughs> well, speaking of getting some pushback for your uh, your activism protests, whatever you want to call it, uh, you got uh, I, from my vantage point, I think that it was perfect, perfectly reasonable. Uh, I think it was CPAC. There was oh uh, yeah. Yeah, what was what was she worked for uh, Vice? Was it? Oh my gosh, I'm getting so crushed, and I don't have regret it at all. But it's Tess Owen, and if you type in yeah. Tess Owen, you look at some of her headlines. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was Mike Lindell's network on Emerald Show. She she interviewed me. Gosh, I forget the name of her show. I need to post a clip, but she pulled up. She just did me for a quick hit, you know, like whatever, like a five minute interview. But she right. pulled up all of the all of Tess Owen's headlines, and it's literally all white supremacy. The crypto crash is bad for white supremacy. And this woman is going around CPAC filming people. Not that I don't film people randomly without their permission. So I don't want to be a total hypocrite, but she's like taking people out of context. She had a video that went viral where like Marjorie Taylor Greene's praying in a jail cell with Brandon Straka. And I don't like Brandon Straka. I mean, he's a tattletale. I'm not even saying that he's necessarily good, but 
he was doing performance art and uh, she's like doing all these videos like where people are praying and she's basically making fun of all these pro-life people her whole thing is to be you know she's on the extremism beat and when she says extremism it's like moms in maga hats to her you know you might as well think that they are like the public enemy number one and so i see her tweeting against marjorie taylor green and just you know saying all this negative stuff about cpac so i was like oh if i see her i'm gonna call her out she's the only one in a mask i mean there's like three or four other people in a mask but all the people that had masks were from like left-wing rags you know talking shit about cpac and we just said this earlier there's a lot of complaints on the conservative side but this woman is literally all she's doing is going in there to troll people basically what i like to do so as soon as i put the camera in her face people are like oh you harassed her i'm like i'm standing six feet away and as a matter of fact i even posted after the the interaction we went and took a selfie together and she's piecing just like aoc so my point being is like she's a journalist she's been in real situations i mean i'm trolling her yeah a crowd got around but i'm holding the phone i'm laughing i'm like you're a liar vice is a trash organization and it is they have no uh uh they're not the uh accurate news source of vice yeah. i mean they're, they're literally all they do is cover like ayahuasca and cocaine selling it i mean that's their beat i used to Go i used ahead. to like some of their work uh you know 10, i used to love ago, vice but, yeah. yeah it was great the gavin mckinnis years it was great but now it's become this left-wing no, socialist uh rag it didn't used to be like that and i used to watch some of those cool drug documentaries they were entertaining but it's well, either drugs or white people or the devil it's kind right right well what i what i found funny about it is you know, there's just this belief that they get to say and do and abuse us in any form or fashion. And I'm I'm including myself in the conservative side, even though I'm not really. Um, yeah. But just like anyone that's not a leftist, basically, they're yeah. able to say the worst possible things about us. But if you hold up a camera and you say, "How many jabs did you get? Did you wear a mask?" Let me let me read you a fucking quote from uh, <laughs> Mayor Lori Lightfoot from December 21st of 2021. This is less than eight months ago. She says, to put it simply, if you have been living vaccine-free, your time is up. If you wish to live life as, as uh, with the ease to do the things you love, you must be vaxxed. This health order may pose an inconvenience to the unvaccinated, and in fact, it is inconvenient by design. So they talked to us like this for two years straight. And yeah. <laughs> Alex goes and he holds up a camera and, you know, jokingly, uh, you know, prods a reporter for a little bit. And it's like, it's the end of the world. I just don't know. It's oh, just so it's ridiculous. Still- and dude, in the hypocrisy, it's funny you bring up Lori Lightfoot, who won't even do interviews in front of white reporters, and she's married right. to a white woman. Don yes. Lamont, I always say this, he says white supremacy is like plaguing America. He's married to a white guy. So you go know. figure. I mean, and, and that's the other thing is like, you know, with the vaccine, there's only so much you can say on YouTube. But a lot of these, you know... Um, regulations that they put in place were all about compliance and not necessarily about health. I mean, look at now, that's why our airplane airplane system is, is terrible. You know, now they lowered it from, you had that 15 minimum training hours. Now it's 750 hours and there's all these pilots that took early retirement. And so like the travel industries, uh, you know, taking a huge hit in that industry, you know, it's, it's other industries too, that required this. So they don't really necessarily care about the health. They care about making you comply to their rules to make your life easier. But if you don't follow these rules, oh, your life's going to be a little more challenging. And you heard it from the horse's mouth, like Lori yeah. Lightfoot. And she's like a Beetlejuice. I mean, she's and literally it, it, like uh, <laughs> uh, from a scary movie, in my opinion. Dude, she is horrifying. It's her and uh, the health Wait, did director. I? Can I hear you? Maybe did I do something wrong? Hold on. Maybe it's my headphone. Check, 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 check. I can't hear you. What the heck? Let me change my headphone. Yeah, go for it. I could oh, hear you. Hello, hello. Are you there? Yeah. 
Say something. You didn't mute yourself, did you? No. No. I'm what good. What the heck? I can't hear you. I just unmuted myself again. Are you there? I'm here. What the heck? Okay, here. Let me see this. Let me. Okay, say something. Check, 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 check. Yeah, and maybe it's my headphones. I got disconnected. Okay, is there an echo? Because now, now I have you on my speakers. No, no, sounds good. Okay, cool. Uh, I was just gonna say that uh, you know Lori Lightfoot and the other the like transparent version of her, which is the health director in Los Angeles. I got to pull her up just so you can see her, but she is one of the most grotesque, horrifying human beings I've ever seen in my life. And they're like, for your safety, you must stay home and never see the sun again. And I'm like, you look like you've been living like that for about 150 years. So I don't think I'm going to fall on your footsteps, but yeah, it's just what, what drives me crazy is, I mean, yes, I know it's kind of a played out thing to point out the hypocrisy, but they really did treat, you know, anybody that was unwilling to go along with the, the vaccine uh, regime, as if they were a leper, you know, and and many people lost their livelihoods, like thousands and thousands of people lost their livelihoods. And, the, and then just three days ago, the CDC comes out and goes, eh, psych, we were kidding. You know, you is exactly what, you know, Liberty Lockdown and probably Alex to some extent have been advocating for the past two years. Basically, just take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. That's good enough. Uh, how do you do you think that you'll ever be able to get over what happened over the past two years? Because I don't think I will. I won't. No, I'll never be OK. I'll never trust the government. And I was, you know, I had uh, trust issues uh, leading up to it. But no, I'll never trust the government. And I think it just shows the connection of the multinational corporations like Pfizer. Or you can, you know, you can extrapolate that to Halliburton, to Apple. Yeah. To, I mean, even these car companies, you know, they, they basically want to destabilize America and get legislation that lets them operate you know, throughout the world. So they want to destabilize America and they want to just get legislation that mandates their product. And, and this is the other thing that's like not conservatives. Dude, I feel like we should have some sort of some form of socialized medicine, whether it's caps or make, you know, uh, you know, medicine more affordable. And you're like, why? Why do you do that? You're conservatives. You got to you got to be uh, you got to be anti-government involvement. Well, that's one of the few industries where I think we should probably be helping people. And on top of that, why does insulin cost $200 in Texas and $7 across the border? It doesn't make sense. These people are price gouging us. We should make it illegal for these companies to price gouge, and they won't give you your insulin. Even the Republicans won't vote to put on a $35 cap, which is still too much, which is still about four times what they pay in Mexico. But they literally give you the vaccine for free, as many as you want. And, and, and not only that, well, not only will they give you the vaccine, they'll buy you a hamburger. They'll give you tickets to SeaWorld. They'll, you know, they'll, they like will bribe you into getting it. So it's like, dude, how the fuck do they have all this money for all these doses of medicine they can't even give to other countries, but they can't even like a kid breaks his arm. Their, their parents got to pay $27,000. They don't have it. Just our, our medical system, however you want to describe it. I'm not just saying free medicine. I don't think that would work, but we have to. That is one of the biggest problems that are facing Americans that needs a total uh, build back better. Joe Biden plan. You know, I mean, <laughs> talk about that. He should be building that. And, and even Obamacare, that wasn't great, but these that, that wasn't enough. Like these people can literally stop these companies from screwing us right in the derriere, but they don't care because these companies are donating to their political action committee. These companies are the ones getting the legislation in because they are the people that are in control. It's not you and me. No, certainly not. And this is these are the people that are in control. Check this. <laughs> I mean, and did this you is... see her at the baseball game with her mask on her wrist, cheering? Like she's such oh, a joke. God. I mean, it's just it's just insane to me that like you know, it's, it's, it's weird because I don't like to make fun of people's physical appearances, but if your job is to tell me about health, uh, and you look as if 
on death's door. <laughs> like, no, thank you. Same with Lori Lightfoot. She's horrific looking. I just can't believe that these people had the gall to tell people how to live their lives. Like, uh, it's, I don't know. Well, Clint, it's, it's, very it's because they're mocking us. Like, that's mockery when she's telling us. And then they show there's other health ministers in like Denmark or something, like 500 pounds. I mean, dude, they, 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 it's literally mockery. These people get chosen, they get picked there to basically laugh on our face. And you're like, oh, are there are a few elitists, like, you know, at the top of the pyramid. I do believe so. And I do think they're laughing. I think they think it's hilarious when we're fist fighting for toilet paper at Walmart. I bet they're like George Soros or whoever you want to say. I mean, these people want to keep us in constant strife with each other so we never go after them. They want us to be mad at Dr. Fauci when Dr. Fauci's an idiot. But it's the problem's even worse than Fauci. Why has he been in there since AIDS and giving AZT? I mean, dude, he should have lost his job forever ago and he's still in there. So we have a, a, a total a system that is totally corrupt. That is literally laughing at us and mocking us and, and taking away our livelihoods. They don't want us to have a middle class, Clint. You know that. They, no. they don't want any middle class to exist for the American people anymore. No. Uh, it's, I mean, if you're, if you're middle class, you might actually be able to tell the government no when they, uh, when they threaten you. Uh, but if you're poor, well, then you got to take that, uh, that central bank digital currency. You got to take that UBI. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm very concerned about the trajectory of things. And, and I actually, I'm thrilled to hear that you're considering, uh, politics at some point in your future, because it's, uh, it sounds like I'm, uh, filleting you, but, uh, honest to God, like people like you are, are what are who we need to be involved with this stuff. I, I, I don't have the, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I have the spirit to deal with the, the insanity of Washington, but. Uh, it's kind of like it's the people that that don't want to go there that we really need there right yeah, now. So I agree. I hope you do it, man. Well, this is what's insane, though. They're hiring eighty-seven thousand IRS agents that need to be able to one of the job requirements to use deadly force. Like, oh, what? Yeah. How do they need to use deadly force to garnish our wages? I mean, all they need is a banking account and a routing number, and they can garnish our account all day long. So, it's just very weird that the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, I think, holds like ninety-three thousand. So you can basically fit these eighty-seven thousand new agents would fill up the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, and all they're going to do is go after people that have over six hundred dollars in their Venmo account. And, and, and like people think, oh, well, we're only, we're only going to tax people that make over 400 K. Yeah, bullshit. right. That's bullshit. <laughs> there's no, there's no way in hell. Well, you know that after this hiring spree for the IRS, we will have more IRS agents than we do United States Marines. Yeah. And yeah. And more, and I think more than the FBI, I think it's our biggest governmental agency is, yeah. I mean, dude, and, and they already get our taxes. They tax us so many different ways. And that's why the libertarian mindset and, and I do, I could almost justify some taxes like oh we got to get a road i got to do this you know in a, in a way i know you probably i don't know if you necessarily agree with that but dude they're going to tax us to death on purpose because they do not want you to be able to have any sort of leeway and they're going to have just a very small people at the very top that have money that can do whatever they want and then all of us at the bottom like you said uh we're going to have to have the universal basic income we're going to be on the government teat and the reason why they do that is then they have full control then we have to get vaccinated to get our you know ubi we have to get you yeah. know on the grid so they can turn off our car i mean dude this whole climate change agenda is ridiculous dude they're, they're, they're talking about all these uh uh batteries for these cars they're all first uh, first of all they're made with um with uh you know uh what, what is the word i'm even thinking about the rare earth minerals that right. aren't even in america that they got to find so so basically we still have to go and, and uh dig this up in other countries and then on top of that they're using fossil fuels to charge these batteries and that's even on top of a lot of these cars are catching on fire so dude they just want us to 
have no control, no power. Then they can just turn off our electric cars. And obviously I'm getting in the woods of a conspiracy now, but dude, no, you're right. Yeah. Well, and why is gas double the price when Joe Biden first took it, it took it office, you know, and I think the price is doubled from what it was November 6th. And even though it's gone down a little bit, who gives a shit? It is still so high. Moms can't even fill up their minivan. And all well, they're going to say is, oh, here's an inflation reduction act that doesn't even take effect for two years, according to them. Yeah. Well, and, and for the record, as an Austrian economics background guy, it ain't going to take effect. It's never going to reduce inflation. Uh, you don't spend money to reduce inflation. That's just not how it works. Uh, but we got a good comment here. It says they are going to go after people that don't report their crypto purchases trade since it's so complicated. I honestly believe that's what that's the, the whole hiring is about no no that, that's a hundred per that's a hundred percent true is that that's literally a big thing is like all this new cryptocurrency so that's why they're probably justifying it's like oh we need eighty thousand blah 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 you know agents to go find this crypto and dude they're putting their hands in our pockets taking our money just to keep us as as dependent on the government as possible and it's working and these people that are cheerleading uh, for it they say oh it's dark brandon maga brandon or whatever you know have you seen those memes oh, i mean yeah. dude how can they actually support this guy like how do they not realize that joe biden is basically senile and has no idea what's going on i mean you're just not, you're not even based in reality if you think that he's making these decisions and passing this legislation it's obviously like barack obama or some shadow government that does, I mean, he doesn't know what the hell is going on no no biden i mean i talk a lot of shit about biden but he has no clue what's happening like he, he doesn't actually deserve any of the blame it's his it's the regime it's the deep state whatever you want to call it that's actually uh, handling this shit. And what, what really drives me crazy is that as they are, uh, you know, pushing us in every way possible to move towards electric vehicles, they're simultaneously shutting down nuclear power plants, which is the cleanest way to produce electricity. I mean, not maybe not the cleanest, but certainly the cleanest for uh, mass production of electricity. Germany just shut down like their last two power plants. And, and now you're having massive shortages of energy across the planet. Sri Lanka's uh, already had a basically a revolution because of it. You have protesting all throughout Latin America that no one's reporting on. It's like, this is the great reset is happening. Whether or not, whether happened. or not, yeah, whether or not yeah. you want to call it that, it doesn't really matter. It's happening as far as I'm I mean, it, they've laid, laid the groundwork to scare people with the climate change. Like it's here. And, and just like the pandemic, people are welcoming it. Oh, I can't wait to get my Tesla. I can't wait to get my Ford battery car or whatever. And people just don't even know better. I mean, when you, I go do man on the street bits, sometimes I'm like, do you know who the vice president is? People don't even know it's Kamala Harris. I mean, people are so disconnected. They don't even know politics. And I'm not even some pol political politics expert. I mean, I know more than most people, but my point being, there's people that know a lot more than me, but the average American Joe doesn't have any idea what's going on. They're worried just about paying their bills, worried about their wife, their 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 kids, whatever they got to take care of during the day. They don't have time to worry about, you know, what Kamala Harris is doing or Joe Biden falling off a bike. But that's the problem is because people are so busy, they're, so, they're stuck in the rat race that they don't ever do anything to fix it. And we're just like... Look at all. Look at the single-family homes that all these corporations are buying. Bill Gates has the most, uh, you know, property. He's just not going to even use it to farm. He's just going to for climate change. He's going to leave it desolate. Right. China, China owns all this property in America. What the fuck is that about? So, and and those those people in BlackRock, these companies buying these houses, it artificially inflates the price of a house. So you and me can't even afford to buy one. It's insane, yeah. and we just let it happen.
Well, and then simultaneously, you know, BlackRock and all, all the biggest money managers, they have access to the Fed window, which very few people understand that that relationship is what enables these big businesses to acquire outsized wealth, which then allows them to acquire outsized, uh, you know, physical asset holdings, be it farmland, be it rental properties, uh, things that make it impossible for the the poor and the middle class to get their first step on the economic ladder to try and weather the inflationary period that we're entering. And uh, I really think that ultimately you're going to end up with either a Marxist revolution or a revolution towards uh, liber like liberty-minded ideals. And and at this point, it's it's pretty divided down the middle. I wanted to run this clip for for you from uh, our, our our friend, the Potato, Mr. Brian mm -hmm. Stelter. Yeah. This is fucking hilarious. In their words, Oliver, you know we got short shrift this week. The House passing that historic climate bill, the Inflation Reduction Act. One of the components of the bill is a lot more funding for the IRS to hire tens of thousands of more IRS agents in order to try to make sure people are paying how much they're supposed to pay. What was that called on the right? It was called a terrifying overreach by the government. The reason I'm bringing it up is, mm -hmm. let's, just, let's just call it what it is. MAGA media's hatred of government is reaching a new high. When you have a combination of these FBI stories and the IRS getting a lot more funding, this is a new peak in terms of that anti-government sentiment. So it's no wonder that there's concern in, with inside government about security and about threat. Well, I, I want to cover the rest of that with you. But before I do, I wanted to ask you about, is is that true? Are, are we seeing a real anti-government push from the, the right or from the conservatives? Because if so, I'm thrilled to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think there's people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and stuff that are kind of r ringing the alarm. They're trying. She's trying to impeach Merrick Garland. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think the people on the right too. Like you can go far right. The QAnon people that think JFK. I mean, they know that Jeffrey Epstein was on that plane with Bill Clinton and Hillary and knew all about it. And like my point being is, people are definitely losing trust in the government. Uh, but rightfully it, so. Yeah, but I mean, is it like full on lost? I don't know. I don't think we've gone. I don't think we've lost enough hope personally. <laughs> I'm with you too. <laughs> you have my vote on it. Uh, let's let's finish this clip up because it's really funny at the end. Rats. Yeah, and I mean the the rights always advocated for small governments, but in this case, it's I think the particularly when you're talking about the FBI, it's not necessarily a pro small government approach they're taking. They just want to defund the whole thing and, and abolish it because it's uh, probing a political. A figure that they happen to support. And mm -hmm. I, I think what you have to point out repeatedly, and I know we have, is that when the FBI was investigating Hillary Clinton, you know, they were very supportive of the FBI and of that investigation. And that was happening right before the 2016 election. Uh, Trump hasn't even declared yet. And they're basically, uh, you know, out there assaulting the FBI and yeah. attack or, you know, with their words, but we have <laughs> their words, the salting of their words. Give me what a joke. That's that's the part I wanted you to hear because it's so funny. They're out there basically assaulting the FBI. Well, you know, with their words. It's like, By saying the FBI sucks. I mean, dude, this uh, what do we expect from the lamestream media cheerleading these alphabet agencies? I wouldn't expect anything different from Oliver Darcy and uh, Brian Stelter sitting up there and just championing whatever the government basically allows them to do. And that's why we have the Mockingbird media where it was declassified in the 70s that, you know, we have CIA agents and FBI agents, whatever you want to call it, in every single form of radio, television, and film. And that's probably at the right-wing places and at the left-wing even more so. So the fact that they're like, oh, no, it's a MAGA movement. They're being anti-government. I mean, they're doing a really bad job by, by raiding Donald Trump. I think they're making people definitely more anti. But at the same time, dude, I don't trust... 
well, any election anymore, even though it's the most fair and, and secure well, election yeah, ever. Our, yeah. our most recent one was fair, but generally yeah. I don't really trust them. Either. Generally, no. The last one is perfect. <laughs> so, I mean, dude, they can always put their finger on the scale. We just watched that clip with Matt Gates, like where they can put child porn. And they, you know, they will not play by the rules if they don't have to. And, and I this is what was, they, I believe it was Chuck Schumer who said, uh, if you go against the deep state, they can come at you six ways from Sunday. He said that exactly. on TV. You know? Exactly. And that's true. I mean, and, and dude, they, with these people, the means justify the ends. They don't care how they have to get there to get there. Any, and then, you know, you had, what's the guy that had the coup Bolton, you know, uh, talking about how he does coups in oh. other countries. So now it's just, it's gone to America. They're doing a coup in America basically. And it's I, happening. Dude, it's, I think you're dead. I think you're exactly right. And I love, I love that Bolton up there. And he's like, he's like, no, no, this isn't a coup. I've, I've, created plenty of those i know a cool yeah. one i see one i was like holy shit that's how you know he's lying and they've done so much stuff in in central america and and probably in you know the middle All east throughout or the middle east oh my god yeah. yes i mean my our entire lifetime is just a series of coups throughout the middle east uh starting with uh iran back in the 19 i think it was 50s or 60s so Clint, this is it what, what? People should have realized when we didn't find any weapons of mass destruction, the government's full of shite, dude. I mean, they said, oh, we got these weapons. We got to go send all these young kids to the Middle East to go kill these millions of Muslims with drone strikes. And Julian Assange, a lot of those people revealed what's happening, but they were they were bombing weddings. They were bombing uh, people's funerals. I mean, they, they had no mercy just killing people. For what? For shit that didn't even exist. Right. Well, and then on top of that, uh, Barack Obama and then also Donald Trump uh, extrajudicially, uh, aka without you know a trial, assassinated American citizens that they were the uh, the children of Anwar Alaki who was involved with 9/11. But it's like his kids fucking didn't do it, um, and you know we're we're able to do that without trial now. It's just like if you if you lose due process, uh, you're basically on a on a fast track to to totalitarianism and and very dangerous tyranny. And I think that the fact that the American people accepted lockdowns, I started the show Liberty Lockdown because I was so concerned about this trend line. Is that you know if you if you don't value liberty over security, ultimately you're going to end up with neither. And and I think we're very close to that. Um, I, do you think that there's any hope of say these midterms are legitimate, which they certainly will be, obviously. They will be, always. Um, <laughs> do, you think, do you think a red wave could actually uh, buy us some time? Could it remedy things? Uh, what do you think? Not really. I mean, if it's Dr. Oz beats Fetterman in Pennsylvania, who gives a yeah, shit? I mean, right. you know, green jacket, gold jacket, who gives a shit? I think mean, it's from Happy Gilmore. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Do I like, you know, trusting a politician or idolizing a politician is like thinking the stripper actually likes you. So it's insane. You know, these politicians don't have her back. But I mean, would it help us out? Maybe would it pause the liberal world order or give it a little bit of, you know, slow it down a little bit? Yeah, I guess you could say that. But I think it's inevitable when we talk about the Great Reset and you talk about the direction that we're going that you know we're screwed but you're right though maybe the pendulum swings back and i hope it does and i hope people wake up but i don't know if there's going to be a mass awakening i don't know if people are even even they, it's like you, you know when you're taking that we we're just talking about naps when you're asleep and it's all comfortable and you get woken up you don't like it you want to go back to sleep like That's a lot true. of these people that are asleep and they, they get oh all this is happening they're gonna be like no i just want to go back to sleep and live in the matrix and that's yeah. what i think like let's talk about conspiracies 
I really do believe that they're making the world so bad is that, you know, maybe not in our lifetime, but they're going to have some sort of VR metaverse technology where they're going to say, hey, you can live in the metaverse. And instead of living for 72 years on average out here on Earth, you can live for a thousand in the metaverse. You can be with married to a supermodel and and you're going to under climate change. You're not going to have any greenhouse emissions when you go into your pod. So I wouldn't be surprised if they convince people like the Matrix and Prince said it. There's that viral video that it went viral a while ago when he's at the Yahoo Awards. He's like, He's like, make sure to use the computer, but don't let the computer use you. It's okay <laughs> to get on the computer, but don't let the computer get on you. You all seen the Matrix. Like, I think there's a lot of predictive programming in our movies, and that's literally they, what they want. They want us to like, you know, they want us the transhumanist agenda. They want us plugged into computers. And guys like Elon Musk and the conservative side's like, oh, he's going to save us. He's the same guy that wants to put a microchip in your brain to park your <laughs> Tesla. You know? So I mean, come on. Oh, I, I think you're. I think you're exactly right, though. Like the the odds of us actually having a second civilization on Mars versus us just accepting the fact that like the world's going to shit and we're going to live in the pod, you know, and and just plug into the the VR universe. It does make it, like. I think that there's a higher probability of that outcome than there is of Elon actually ending up with some sort of second civilization on Mars. Before, uh, I just got like 10 more minutes with you, but I got to thank one more sponsor. uh, And that is careerhackers.com. If you are experiencing the recession that we are in, whether they want to tell you about it or not, if you're bummed out about the inflation that we're experiencing, you have a great path to, for free, become a better job applicant. Go to careerhackers.com, sign up for the Daily Job Hunt newsletter. Cost you nothing. You can unsubscribe anytime. I've been getting it for the past year or so, and it's great information. Even though I'm not looking for a job, it'll also inspire you uh, on the entrepreneurial path, which is actually what I'm doing. Uh, but if you want to reevaluate your current career tra- trajectory, aka if your boss told you that you had to put something in your body, and I don't mean uh, Harvey Weinstein, uh, make sure you go to careerhackers.com and sign up for free. And we're back with Alex Stein. My God, I love this guy. Uh, so is there is there a future for free speech? And uh, I mean, obviously, I really believe that, like, if we weren't dealing with the censorship apparatus that we're dealing with, you would be like fucking enormous right now uh, i mean you already are I would but be I, bigger yeah well, well i'm not even trying to say that like they're going to try to take me out dude no free speech so one of the last few places it exists is at these stupid city council meetings and even that's getting limited even they are, are you know radicalizing the fbi oh, i to saw they out. kicked you out last week yeah, yeah that was but, but, you know I mean, like, that was because the mayor hates me there you know i can get away with a lot more different meetings but my point being is is uh they are going, they're sending the FBI and weaponizing them against moms that speak out at school board meetings like that's not a conspiracy that was like out in the open so the idea that free speech exists, it doesn't exist in these tech platforms. And that's also where I'm kind of like, man, I kind of would like the government to get involved with that somehow and at least have free speech. But that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. We're never well, going to have pro- free speech on the Internet. The problem is that they already are involved. I mean, you had that. Yeah. Uh, I forget his name, but it was proven that the Biden White House was reaching out to Twitter directly, instructing them. Alex Berenson. To- yeah. Thank you, you know, Berenson. Yeah. And, and, and if it's Berenson, you know it's a hell of a lot more people than that. In fact, there was a Veritas leak that showed like three or four pages of different tweets that the, I think it was the CDC was basically instructing Twitter on who to ban and what content to ban. It's like, all right, well, then we don't have fucking free speech. And for the record, you can't, like people go, oh, well, it's a private platform. You don't get free speech on a private platform. It's not a private platform anymore. If the mm-hmm. government is instructing you on your moderation policy, you are now an entity that is more or less i mean it's quasi government you have to now honor my my first amendment so like you can't have it both ways and right now we have basically a, a fascistic model where you don't know who to blame so i'm trying to get people to wake up to the fact that like 
all of the big all of the big tech platforms the one we're on right now all of them are are working in tandem with the government to suppress dissident speech and i just think that that's going to end up in uh in real real problematic times I'm really jealous of the people that aren't addicted to Twitter. And that's the problem, though, with Twitter is like the people on the left, they use it as like the narrative, whatever the narrative is, they can kind of control it or they see what uh, on Twitter. And that's really not uh, what most people think. I guess pre- most people probably are apolitical or have like a populist mindset. So it's like they that's why they have to control Twitter so much, because that's like their mirror. That's where they look like, oh, the people are talking about this or the people are rising up against us because they see it on Twitter or they see it on Facebook. So that's a litmus test to judge how Americans think. And really, there's not not everybody's on Twitter. Not everybody's on. I mean, I guess probably everybody's on Facebook, basically. But my point being is that's why they are so threatened by free speech on those platforms, because that's how they take a test and, and, and see what we're really talking about. And truly, I would say Twitter's like a bunch of leftists and a lot of bots. It's not even a lot of um, it's not even a real indication of how people feel because i think like you talk about the abortion law is a good example where that even most people that are pro-choice believe there should be a limit like it should happen shouldn't happen after x amount of weeks you know after 14 weeks or 20 weeks yet these politicians are trying to get abortion up until after birth so it's just like they don't really know what the american people want or maybe they do know what the american people want and they don't care they want what they want you know they want to put in what they think is right well they're they're basically you know molding what the acceptable or the allowable opinion is. And the Overton window is like, it's, it's constantly shifting towards kind of a, a death cult in my opinion. And, you know, I, I've never been a, a hardcore pro-lifer, but I think it's absurd to think that, you know, at some point during gestation that it doesn't become a baby. And I just don't, I don't even understand how anyone could make a, a you know, an argument to the contrary. Uh, but then my libertarian side says, well, I don't really want the government involved with with you know regulating this. I would rather it just be kind of a moral taboo where we go, okay, you know, past the first trimester, you just don't do that. It's crazy to do that. And uh, but at this point, you know, it seems as if our culture is in such decline that that a lot of people are turning towards the government, at least from the conservative side, and saying we need the government to come in and remedy these issues. And I and I you know even though I disagree, I, I sympathize with that. That outlook uh, very much so because I fled California because I was dealing with such a uh, mass influx of homeless people where I lived. And it's like, well, if I can't move them out, I kind of I'm I'm relying on the government to do so. Uh, you still live in Texas, right? Yeah. And, and the homeless is getting worse in Dallas. Like You'll just see them under the yeah, bridge. Exactly. But- but but like, why don't we do something to even help them? Yeah, well, you know, like, I mean, I'm not even some pro. We have all these social services, but we have some social services. I want to help people that need help. But instead, sure. they're going to give ninety billion dollars to the Ukraine, so they don't care about helping people. You look at one hundred eight thousand drug overdose deaths this past year. They don't do anything about the fentanyl that's rushing through the border, and that's Governor Abbott. That's even these guys that are con- conservative politicians. So. Dude, I, I don't know. I just don't. They actually don't want to fix a lot of the problems that are staring them right in their face. So the idea that the government getting involved, you know this, and I think you and I agree. And when the government does get involved, they fuck it up because they don't know how to handle it. They suck at doing it. So the abortion thing, it's like a big lie. All these conservatives are slam dunking like, oh, Roe versus Wade got overturned. Yeah, you can go to Florida and still get an abortion. You can still get an abortion in a lot of places. So now it's just a state's right. So really, I guess it's a win, and I'm happy that it happened. That some states can't get it, but any girl can get on a Greyhound bus, and on top of that. Starbucks will give you a, a two weeks off and a paid vacation. So will Tesla. So will a lot of these corporations. So will so, Disney. Yeah, yeah. No, Disney, totally right? Yeah, I, I think that was that was really concerning to me when I when I saw that. I was like, so these companies that won't pay maternity leave or paternity leave or whatever, but they will pay for you to, to go get an abortion. It's like 
I mean, at some point, you just have to conclude that these people are are really interested in depopulating the planet. And I know that's very conspiracy theorist minded, but uh, after the lockdowns and then the forced vaccinations, then then the fact that they're paying uh, people for their time off to travel to go get abortions, it's like, do you think do you think that the the Malthusian strain is that is that what we're witnessing that we have what? a technocratic elite that actually believe that the population's over or that the planet is overpopulated and they're going to do whatever it takes to remedy? Of course. Even though like, you know, they say that if you put everybody shoulder to shoulder, every single human being, all 7 billion could fit in Texas or Florida. I forget which, which state is. But dude, uh, when you look at this and I grew up in Texas and, and I remember in school them saying that, you know, white people will be, you know, the minority by 2040. I remember them telling us when I was young. And now if you say something like that, like, oh, you're a Nazi. That's a great replacement theory. That's a, that's a conspiracy. When it's not at all. I mean, you look at the numbers i mean and dude you get two busloads of hispanics in washington dc mayor bowser wants to call it a national emergency the same exactly. thing in new york eric adams wants to call in the federal guard yet every day we have hundreds of thousands each month that come to texas and i see them and i'm not even anti you want to come here and have a better life that's fine when it comes to the sex trafficking drug tra- drug trafficking i'm not okay with but my point being is dude we're being flooded by people that aren't born here in America. And I think that's all done on purpose. It's like they're, they're encouraging people to get abortions and not have babies. And then they're basically just replacing people with, with immigrants so they can vote however they want. I mean, there's a million different reasons why they want to have these people because they're the most vulnerable. So they're the most easily uh, to control. So dude, no, I don't think that's an accident at all. When it, when it comes to like depopulation or culling, I mean, you look at Bill Gates. What is his biggest thing? He go gives he gives Africans birth control. Like, dude, come on. There's a billion different things I could do with you know a hundred billion dollars. And the last thing I'd be doing is is trying to like uh, contracept the freaking uh, the nation of Africa. It doesn't even make sense. And then you look at his dad, William Gates Sr., started Planned Parenthood with Margaret Sanger. Yeah. Well, and and you're. Your dad's gotten in trouble for talking about this theory. My dad Tucker has gotten a lot of trouble, and 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 it's not even based on racism. I'm not even anti-Mexican. I'm not anti-black. I'm of not course. anti, you know, anything. It just it just is what it is. The stats in Texas, Hispanics are going to overtake Caucasians. That's just the the science of it. I mean, and and people are like, oh, well, you know, that's a conspiracy. Literally, two busloads of Mexicans went to D.C. and they're going to shut down the whole shit and call it a federal <laughs> guard. So give me a break. <laughs> I gotta say it though, I, I love the hypocrisy when it gets to be that blatant because at least it, it creates some humor. Uh, but beyond that, it is it's it's wild, man. I mean, you're absolutely right. I I grew up in San Diego. It's constant flood of illegal immigrants, and same with Texas. And you know, I, again, I have nothing but love in my heart for the Mexican people. I've I've loved their culture. I go to Mexico all the time. Um, but at the same time, like if you're gonna have people coming in that are are not citizens, but you're allowing them to vote and do everything else. It's like, well, at, at what point do you just go, well, we don't have a country anymore. And, well, and it's and- funny. It's funny. You mentioned San Diego because I think they did a survey too. It's like the Hispanics have the lowest quality of life in California because it's so expensive, but it doesn't mean there's not a lot of Hispanics there, but it's like they, they go to California. They can't even hardly make it. Nobody can hardly make in California. It's exactly. so expensive. I mean, you know, they, they have the, you know, the most rules the most uh, laws on the book. So it's hard for anybody to make it, especially 
an immigrant that can only work a, a few jobs because they don't have a social security number. But now they're giving people social security numbers. They're giving right. people passports and stuff. And I do, you see like Savannah Hernandez and, you know, Drew, Drew Hernandez, they go on the border and like, they'll see people who throw their passports. They have like a Mexican passport or whatever. First of all, there's people of all from all countries, Russians, you know, Dominicans, there's people from all countries, but they literally like throw their passports out because they don't want them to know who they are when they get across the border. So mm. it's just very weird that people don't even want to do it the right way because doing it the wrong way is basically supported by America. Yeah. Well, and I'm building houses in San Diego right now and they're going to sell for 800,000 at the door. I mean, these are just basic starter homes. Uh, it's, it's heartbreaking what's happened in my, my home state, uh, which is why I'm now in Miami. Uh, but it's, this is the, this is the product of liberal uh, governance run amok. And I think that now we're going to have that on a national scale. So I'm hoping that the Florida's, the Texas, the New Hampshire's, the Tennessee's of the world, uh, kind of became, become the safe havens that we uh, that those that value liberty can flee to. So, anyways, I know you are okay, always on the ground. I am on okay. the ground, but real quick, how's the homeless in San Diego? Because I don't imagine there's a ton of homeless, or is it really oh, bad in San Diego? No, it's getting bad now too. That's why it I left. Is? The, the the moment I decided to to leave San Diego was the day that the, the first homeless person that shit in my front yard. <laughs> and I found Just it in your front yard. I mean, yeah. you, cause you probably didn't have a big front yard and then people in San Diego don't have huge yards. I mean, some well, people are super rich. I, oh, did I you was, have a big yard? Yeah, I was fortunate. I had a really nice house in Carlsbad and I walk outside and I see a uh, human shit with like, uh, you know, like a newspaper that he had used to wipe his ass, sit, like laying over the top of it. And I was like, all right. And I listed my house for sale the next day. <laughs> I was like, I'm out of here, man. So Crazy. it's flooding. It's like that. I mean, I saw people in LA where like people were like living in apartment courtyards and people in the apartment, like couldn't kick them out of the courtyard. They put like a, you know, a tin in the courtyard and be yeah. living like you're walking to your apartment. And there's, there's like, get the fuck out of my courtyard, you know? And they're just, it's just that overwhelming. You can't even stop the flood. Yeah. And the cops won't do anything about it if you call them. So no one does. And if you do anything about it, then the homeless people could call a cop on you. So it's like, you just basically have to accept your fate. And I, I was like, all right, well, this is, this is anarcho tyranny. You know, I'm a and cap, but I'm not an anarcho tyrannist. And I, uh, I can't, I can't, I can't live here anymore. It's tragic, but it is what it is. Anyways, people like you give me hope, Alex. Continue to give the political class as much shit as humanly possible. Do not let them stop you. We're all rooting for you, brother. Keep fucking going. All right. All right, Clint. Well, thank you for having me on and stay on the grind. I know you're grinding too. the Liberty lockdown, yeah, the whole Liberty movement. I know you're speaking at a bunch of events. So keep grinding too. You know, I can't do this by myself. And that's the one last thing I want to say. It's like, you know, my favorite thing is when people tell me, oh, I, Alex, I went, I spoke at a city council meeting or I spoke at a board of supervisors or I spoke at a school board meeting. So it's like, guys, you got to stand up for yourself. I'm not a role model. You don't want to be like me. I'm an insane person, but you got to stand up for yourself because nobody else will stand up for you. Facts. Everybody go follow Alex Stein. If you don't already, I will leave his info in the description down below and support this man wherever he goes. If they ban him from here, you go over there, but hopefully they don't. I don't want to put that energy into the world. Thank you so much for joining me, Alex. See ya. Thanks, Clint. Anybody who wants to support my work, go to libertylockdown.locals.com or if you want to pick up Liberty Lockdown merch, go to toplobster.com. You're the best. We're out. <music>
did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweet from your phone. Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne. If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home. The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go. The government knows, just don't get treated like a hoe. Like Nico and Shane, you probably wonder what's happening. Scared Hollywood left these lyrical feppin' A typo with Luke might bring the nooses. We all bite the bullet, I'm the king of the gooses. Freckles and Brit, didn't know I could spit. Knew I was a patriot, but now I'm the shit. Peter Quinones, invite me on Which podcaster sends custom songs Part of the problem, now I stand with the people Dave showed the way, but I am unequal Lions of Liberty, now hear me roar Beat running up, but I got a bit more Robbie the Fire, always running his mouth But I made him a sandwich, now I'm man of the house No malice for Nick, but you're welcome to quit I went over BLM with the fire I spit Friends against government just call us fags Copy the Cairo, put mummies in the bag Liable opinions get thrown on the ground Silky's Mouton was the only sound Getting so hot must be air July Screaming in the mic A rip for 59 Miles to ratio That black guns matter Now all these lefties Got crazy small bladders None of us wanted war But we're ready You know I be bopping And rock steady Liberty lockdown Please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone But yeah it's on hold Where did it come from And where did it go It requires a fight Not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king Get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought You've always got a home The virus is scared of Will come and it'll go The government knows Just don't get treated like a hoe